Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Welcome listeners, this is the Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 178. I'm your host, Steve Burnham, and I'm joined once again by Simon Dorovich, the uh, Manager of Corporate and International Tax at A&A Tax Legal Consulting. Hi, Simon. Please, uh, th- thank you, I should say, for coming in again. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, it's great to be on. Um, Simon, now, um, I heard that the government recently introduced um, some legislation into, into Parliament uh, to deal with the R&D tax incentive, and there's been some changes proposed for that. Could you tell us something about it? Uh, sure, Steve. Uh, well, yes, yeah, some, some very significant changes are uh, being proposed. Uh, right. Uh, probably uh, the most important since the uh, R&D tax concession uh, became the R&D tax incentive back oh, in that was... July 2011. Oh, right. Uh, I was going to say it was years ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a while ago now. Uh, mm. So uh, it goes back to uh, a review that the government commissioned into the R&D tax incentive to... Uh, uh, I suppose, find out whether or not the government was getting value for money and oh, right. uh, whether it could uh, be improved in some way. And that led to a, an announce, announcement in the uh, federal budget in May. Um, of this year. Of this year, yep. uh, from uh, Scott Morrison, who was treasurer at the time. Uh, and now, uh, on the 20th of September, we uh, we finally have a, a bill that was introduced to Parliament. If it uh, gets the support of uh, the House and the Senate, yep. then... Uh, will become law. Uh, and in fact, if it does become law and, and the date doesn't change, yep. uh, it will apply from the 1st of July 2018. So, oh, so already. Uh, so already. Right. So um, yeah, definitely something for uh, yeah, for practitioners and yep. those in business to uh, to uh, keep in mind. So, so practitioners should perhaps advise their um, relevant clients to hold on to those receipts? <laughs> if they're spending anything on R&D? Uh, ex- absolutely okay. right. Do- documentation, of, of course, is very important. So, Simon, what are the changes proposed? Well, the, there are a number, Steve. So, the, as you uh, are probably aware, the the offset, how the offset is calculated, depends on whether the entity claiming it uh, has an aggregated turnover of uh, twenty million dollars or more, or uh, less than twenty million dollars. Oh, that's right. And there's a different rate, isn't there? Um... That, that's right. So, so at present, the rate for uh, under Twenty million uh, is forty-three and a half percent of eligible R&D expenditure, uh, and the rate for uh, above twenty million dollars turnover is thirty-eight and a half percent. And another key difference is that the uh, the forty-three and a half percent offset is refundable, whereas the thirty-eight point five percent offset is non-refundable. Okay, so you just lose it if you can't absorb the. Well, you, you can uh, carry it forward oh, to, okay. to future years, yep. but uh, you it can reduce your in the current year it can reduce your tax payable, if any, to to, to nil. Yep. Yep. Uh, but any excess won't get you won't get a check in the mail for no, no. for that. You'll yep. uh, uh, have to wait until the following year to uh, to use it uh, up. To use it up. Okay. Exactly right. So uh, perhaps we'll go through the changes for smaller entities first. Sure. Uh, and uh, the, the the big one is a change to the rate, or, or p- 
potentially a change to the rate. Right. So at the moment, as I mentioned, it's a 43.5% refundable offset. Right. Uh, now, under the proposed changes, the, the offset rate will be pegged at 13.5% more than the entity's corporate tax rate. Oh, I see, because the corporate tax rate's going to be a little bit flexible, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, you have one rate for uh, base rate entities, yep. uh, which in the 2017-18 uh, income year is 27.5%, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that applies for companies that have uh, an aggregated turnover of uh, less than $25 million right. in that year. Yep. Uh, and also no more than 80% of its assessable income is from base rate passive base rate entity passive income. Right, okay. If you're a company in that position, 13.5% more than 27.5% uh, gives you an offset rate of 41%. Oh, so, okay. so those entities are actually going to will be getting a a smaller offset than uh, what than they uh, otherwise would have what they exactly right okay uh, yeah. now those that are on the the 30 percent company tax rate yeah they'll still be getting 43.5 percent yeah okay right well it, it kind of seems you know I, I think that's equitable if you have a, a an addition what did you say 13.5 percent and it varies according to your corporate tax rate. It seems seems fair, but you know that's for others to decide. <laughs> yeah, and and if there are any further changes to uh, to the company tax rate, which yep. uh, the government would would like to make, oh, of course, uh, then uh, the the offset will be will we'll follow that. Will will follow, and there won't be uh, a need for you know separate legislation okay. to uh, to update the rate once again. Right. So someone. So we're still looking at the um, entities of. Uh, a turnover of less than twenty million. Uh, we're looking at the, the sort of the flexible rate. Is there any other changes that are proposed? Uh, yes, there is, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the bill introduces a four four million dollar annual cap on cash refunds. Uh, oh, because this is a refundable offset. Th- okay. That's right. Yep. So so at present there's there's no uh, you know no cap, no uh, maximum amount that you can have refunded to you yeah, from yeah. claiming the offset. Yeah. Uh, but the as I said, the bill introduces a, a $4 million cap. Right. Uh, but one exception to that cap is R&D activities that form part of a clinical trial. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, so, so any excess above that $4 million, uh, that that isn't part of a clinical trial yep. will then get carried forward to the, the, the next income year uh, where it will become a non-refundable offset. Okay, so you uh, you lose it if you don't use it. Yeah, that, that's that's right. I uh, I think it. Um, I'm not sure why they decided to uh, to change its its status. So, yeah. You know why it couldn't be then, you know, claimed as a refundable offset in in the following year. Because you may have less than four million in the following year. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so it's it's not lost, but uh, in the in the following year, it can be carried forward, but it can only be applied to the extent that the uh, you know the entity has has tax to pay. To to that's right to absorb it against. It's it sounds like a good thing that they're um, now clinical trials. I was going to say it sounds like a good thing that they're they're allowing that concession for clinical trials, which I assume is medical trials of drugs and medicine and and that sort of thing. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Okay. So so they've um, they've defined a clinical trial as 
uh, a planned study of the safety or efficacy in humans of an intervention, including a medicine, treatment or diagnostic procedure, with the aim of achieving at least one of the following. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, the discovery or verification of clinical, pharmacological or, armor or other pharmacodynamic effects. <laughs> Uh, The identification of adverse reactions or adverse effects uh, and C or C, the study of absorption, distribution, metabolism uh, or excretion. Okay. Um, And and they've, you know, they've clarified that that includes, uh, you know, any treatment technique or diagnostic procedure for improving human health. Well, we want firms to keep spending money on that sort of uh, research. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, right. uh, so, so just to sort of explain how this four million dollar cap will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I'd just give a, a brief example. So, let's say uh, you had a company that was uh, it was a base rate entity, so it had a forty one percent offset uh, that it was uh, eligible for. Okay, yeah. And it, it spent twenty million dollars on R and D activities, and five million of those was incurred on clinical trials okay yep so you would take the five million on the clinical trials multiply that by 41 percent uh which would give you a 2.05 million dollar uh refundable tax offset right okay then the the remaining 15 million that isn't spent on uh clinical trials uh when you multiply that by 41 percent that gives you an offset of six 6.05 6.05 million. Mm-hmm. So the first 4 million of that is refundable. Because that's the cap. That's the cap. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in their, their case, they'd be getting you know, a total of 6.05 million refundable offset. Right. But anything, the remaining 2.05 million is, is non-refundable, and that gets, that gets carried forward. Okay, yep. Okay, Simon, so that's the uh, entities of less than 20 million turnover. What about the, people, the entities that uh, do more than that? Well, the biggest change for those larger entities, uh, I'd say, is that they've they've introduced uh, what they call an R and D intensity uh, percentage. Intensity. Uh, you have to explain that. <laughs> that's that's new. Yes, that that, that is new. And right. uh, so essentially, what it looks at, looks at is what proportion of your uh, total expenditure. Yep. Uh, you know, as, as reported in. Item six of the company's tax return okay. is on notional R and D deductions. Uh, now, when I first heard about these changes, uh, I thought it was you know, simply a matter of you know, take the total R and D, divide by the total expenditure. That gives you a percentage, and you know use that percentage to uh, to work out the offset. All but right. but in fact, it actually works uh, a bit like a marginal tax rate. Uh, let's say you had uh, a company that had uh, $150 million of, of R&D expenditure yep. and uh, $1 billion of total expenditure. So the first $20 million would represent uh, an R&D intensity range of up to 2%. And the legislation says that's eligible for a 34% tax offset. Okay, right, right. Then the next $30 million... Uh, you know, taking us now to fifty million. Right. Uh, that's considered an R and D intensity intensity range of between two and five percent, and the, the le- draft legislation says uh, that's eligible for an offset of 
36.5%. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, we look at the next $50 million. Well, that's an R&D intensity range between 5 and 10%. Right. Which is eligible for an offset at the rate of 39%. Uh, okay. And then finally, the last $50 million, you know, so their expenditure from uh, $100 million and and $100 million and $1 dollars to $150 million. Yep. That, well, that's greater than 10%, and you apply an offset rate of 42.5% to that expenditure. Okay. So it's not a flat rate that gets applied to all the expenditure, yep. Yep. but a, a an increasing rate uh, that applies to each band of expenditure. So, so I've, I've just been taking notes. So, so it, is, it is like the... Uh uh, individual marginal tax rates in that regard, isn't it? It goes up as, as the range goes up. Just been taking notes. Mm, so yeah. an intensity range up to 2% offsets 34%. Between 2 and 5%, 36.5%. Between 5 and 10, 39%. And greater than 10, 42.5%. And the intensity you were saying is worked out by... Um, it's the proportion of notional R&D deductions uh, to total expenditure. Yes, that's, that right? that's exa- exactly right. So, so if I worked it out correctly, the the example that I gave, yep. uh, the the average offset rate of the the whole 150 million uh, works out to 39 percent. Okay. So, uh, currently, an entity with an aggregated turnover of 20 million dollars or more, yep, uh, receives a non-refundable tax offset of 38.5 percent. Oh, so uh, so if they spend 150 million, uh, it seems like they are uh, slightly better off. So they get a bit of a go. Well, if they spend that much money, they're good on them. <laughs> yeah. Now, and that's actually another change that I haven't mentioned yet. Sure, yeah. Uh, which technically applies to, to all entities, but yep. I imagine it's uh, the larger entities that are, are most effective. Uh, there was a, a cap of $100 million on the, the offset. Uh, that's been increased to $150 million. Okay, right. So you're welcome to spend you know, more than $150 million, but the, any, any amount spent uh, in excess of that amount yep. will only be eligible for a, a 30% tax offset. So essentially, you're, on that additional expenditure, yep. you're no better or worse off than simply claiming a tax deduction. No, no, no. Uh, but but that's, that's the, I suppose the incentive... Part of it is the thing to focus on. I mean, you're spending money on research and development to come up with a product or service or something that will give you a good return. Um, it's not you're not just there for the to get the tax offset. Yeah, exactly right. If yeah. you know, if you think that uh, you know, spending more than 150 million will yeah help you develop this great product yeah. sooner, yeah. you could certainly still go ahead and do it. I mean, you're uh, not you're not just there to get the the tax break. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and actually, that's that's one thing, um, uh, uh, Simon. This was always a part of the equation. I think even in the past about what is it, Part Four A, about you you you're doing things for not just to get yeah. ahead. Yeah. You you know you tax advisors uh, you know will say that don't don't do something just uh, for uh, for a tax benefit. And, yep. uh, yeah. Certainly, Part Four A, uh, you know, is is designed to. Um, to knock out uh, schemes where the, the the dominant purpose uh, is to uh, to receive a yeah. tax benefit, yeah. uh, and in fact, uh, one of the changes uh, in the bill uh, is that to they now um, explicitly list the R and D tax offset right. 
as a you know a potential uh, benefit uh, for the purposes of of part four A. Okay, but that well there you go. All right. In the past, there was a, a fear about companies double dipping, like they might get a grant, say for. Uh, some research and then be able to go and uh, get something a benefit on their tax is that still part of the scenario uh yes that's that's right and and there's been some changes in in that regard too okay if the r&d entity receives a grant uh say from an australian government agency or a state or territory body yep uh for the same r&d activities uh for which it's claiming the r&d tax incentive uh there's essentially a a clawback uh, to uh, uh, which they uh, pay some additional tax to um, prevent oh, really? them from from claiming uh, uh, you know the benefit twice. Okay. Yep. Uh, and there's a similar mechanism for what's known as uh, feedstock adjustments, oh. uh, which is when the R and D entity obtains an offset for expenditure that all on R and D activities. Yeah. Uh, that also produce marketable products uh, uh, or products that it can apply for its own use. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're, uh, again, I guess, essentially getting a secondary benefit. Yeah. Now, the, the rules surrounding those uh, are quite complex, but one, uh, you know, one key change uh, is that they've gone from calculating how much to claw back under these you know, two mechanisms... Uh, which are being combined into one, yeah. from assuming a uh, 30% corporate tax rate and assuming a 40% offset rate, yeah. uh, which is how things currently work, uh, to something that's more tailored to the particular entity's corporate tax rate and their, and their particular uh, R&D rate. So it's, so it's a more, uh, more precise calculation. Yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, unfortunately, more complex calculations oh. as well. But, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. But uh, yeah, do, I agree. It does, does seem does seem fair. Yeah. All right, someone as you mentioned, as with with more complexity, uh, with with uh, this kind of change, there can be more complexity. What about the administration of the uh, of the scheme? It's not a scheme, really, but of the offset. How how does that change, or does it? Uh, yes, there are also changes to the administration. Uh, so one key change is in the area of. Uh, granting extensions of time. Oh, yeah. Ordinarily, the the due date to uh, lodge a submission to register your R&D tax activities uh, with Oz Industry is 10 months after the end of the income year, Right. which, you know, of course, for most entities is 30 June, but if you have a substituted accounting period, oh, yeah. then uh, yeah, potentially that's, that's another date. Uh, now th- there was a concern that that extensions were being granted for uh, for very long periods of time. Mm. So the Oz industry had uh, the power to grant an extension, where the um, the applicant's ability to meet the deadline was impacted by events outside of their control, <clears throat> uh, which seems reasonable. Yeah. If it's not you know their fault, then. Uh, they should get an extension. But the view now is that that led to situations where the where an extension was being granted to companies that you know, would have incurred expenditure on R&D, incent- R&D expenditure yep. regardless. And, and one of the key uh, aims of, this, of these changes is to, uh, is to promote additional investment in R&D, you know, not to... Uh, Give a benefit for to companies that 
would have uh, incurred the expenditure anyway, but to try to encourage them to uh, you know spend spend a bit more or uh, or you know if they wouldn't have incurred any expenditure then uh, you know spend spend something yeah yeah uh, and so the thinking was well if you know if you're giving an extension that's another extra six twelve eighteen months to lodge the application well perhaps that means it's being granted to to companies that 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 would would have incurred the expenditure anyway so so we're not oh, getting any additional benefits from it yeah uh, from it so. i see well, now what about i mean with these uh, research and development it's a very interesting topic because you know, people are involved i remember years ago with the cochlear implant you know that that was very important to a lot of people um and that these things can take years and years it would be good to know what is going on in the in the, in the space i mean i don't know if there's been any change about publishing what's going on or you know the, the activities i mean is that the case or uh, yes, it is, Steve. Uh, so the the bill instructs the Commissioner of Taxation uh, to, uh, as soon as practicable, after two years following the end of the income year. Uh, now, originally there was no two year delay, uh, but uh, you know, one of the feedback they they got was, uh, you know, they wanted, uh, I guess, greater protection for for privacy. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so they've. Uh, you know, introduced now a two-year delay, but but after two years, uh, the commissioner will publish uh, some information about entities that are claiming the R and D tax okay. incentive. Yep. Uh, so that would be the their name, uh, their ABN, uh, or if they don't have an ABN, then their ACN. I see. Uh, and their their notional deductions, uh, taking account any feedstock. Adjustments because it, it, it's important information. I, I suppose I was actually thinking also of shareholder um, uh, interest. You know, I mean, if if there's relevant uh, data, as in this crowd is undertaking this development, claiming this offset, you know, something's going on behind the scenes, and perhaps you'd be more likely to invest or to <laughs> to hold the investment in these companies. But um, yeah, perhaps, and and certainly, uh, I imagine companies will be curious to know what their competitors are spending oh, yeah, that's true <laughs> uh and but I, th- I think ultimately the the rationale is that uh you know, taxpayers are are funding this uh incentive yeah, and uh, yeah. perhaps they have uh, you know right to have some idea of where where the money is going yeah yeah does it is this uh, is these changes going to um cost more money as far as compliance activity goes or not really I, i'm not sure I, I wouldn't imagine the costs are uh, are too great no. to, to publish the information. Uh, it's, it's expected that it would be published uh, just once per year rather than oh, yeah, uh, yeah. updated regularly as as more entities, uh, you know, lodge their their returns. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, which includes the R and D tax incentive schedule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there there will be a mechanism for uh, updating it if. Uh, you know, if the information is is incorrect, um, yeah. So okay. if the, you know a company sees their their name on the list and uh, a notional deduction amount that uh, <laughs> they go, hang on, that that's not right, then uh, they, they will have uh, the ability to to contact the commissioner, yeah. and the commissioner will then uh, update it. So you said very early on in the in this podcast, Simon, that um, it's proposed to apply from the first of July, twenty eighteen. So that's already come and gone. Mm. Um, um, I'm assuming. Look, it's just you said it's just hit the table in Parliament, uh, so it's got to be talked about and argued and lots of toing and froing. I'd imagine. 
Um, what's your feeling about the about the bill getting up? And also, given that we're looking at another election by May mm. uh, 2019, um, I suppose it's wait and see, is it? Is it your feeling? Yeah. I, look, I, I think it, it will get up, but I, I, I'm not confident. Uh, Labor, which, you know, if the latest polls are to be believed, uh, certainly have a, a good shot of of uh, forming government yeah. after the, the next election. They, they've uh, kept their cards pretty close to their, their chest. On, on this matter? Uh, yeah. So right. so following the, the budget, uh, the Shadow Assistant Treasurer, uh, Andrew Lee, yep. uh, said that they would uh, take some time to review the changes and right. how they would affect business. That They identified the $4 million cap uh, as you know one area that they may not... Uh, May not support. Agree. Okay. More recently, I read a report that they've um, that they may request uh, a detailed review by parliamentary committee. So right. we could see see further delays. You know, if the government isn't able to get the support from from Labor, then you know they would need to turn to the Greens or or the the crossbench. Right. Other crossbench senators to to get the support through Parliament. Yeah. And yeah. Malcolm Turnbull was uh, famously. Uh, uh, very supportive of, of encouraging innovation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether Scott Morrison is is as excited by the prospect, uh, yep, we, yeah. uh, we may have to wait to see. Well, I think the House of Reps just reconvened on October 15, which has just passed. Mm. Um, we'll wait and see, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the when it was introduced uh, on the 20th, it was introduced together with... Uh, you know, they throw it, threw in some changes to thin capitalisation and to oh, yes. online hotel booking. That's and, right, it was all the same piece of paper. Exactly yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but uh, perhaps that's a sign that the, the government wasn't so confident that if they introduced it on on its own, it would get through. Oh, but right. but maybe with uh, with these other things, uh, these uh, some sweeteners, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that will be enough to... To get it passed, all, all held together by a paperclip, as as per the movies. Yeah. But, um, now, Simon, um, uh, your firm, Ainday Tax Legal Consulting, I think you were saying uh, before we went to air, um, recently held a workshop on this matter. Is that right? yes? That that's right. Um, uh, yeah, we we held uh, something in, at our offices for for our clients and yep. uh, for uh, for friends of of the firm, <laughs> uh, and uh, there's actually a, a recording that. Uh, I thought I'd make available to uh, to your listeners. Oh, cool. great, uh, great. N- no, no cost. Uh, if they'd be interested to uh, uh, to find out more about about the changes, and and we also go into uh, uh, just some background information about uh, you know, how the R and D incentive works and yep. what's core and supporting activities and and so on. Uh, then uh, yeah, by all means, please feel free to email me. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, to, how do we get that? Yeah, oh. so so probably best to, to send an email uh, to Simon S I M O N dot Dorovich D O R E V I T C H at a a dot tax dot t a x. Oh, great! All right, got it. Uh, all right. So Simon dot Dorovich at a a dot tax. I'm going to send an email as soon as we sign off today. <laughs> All right, Simon, that's very informative. Thank you very much for coming in again. Uh, My I think pleasure. It's always great to be on. Our listeners will get a lot out of that. And um, as uh, Simon just said, if you would like to get a copy of that, uh, is it audio recording, is it? Uh, uh, 
no, so a, a video recording. Video recording, uh, excellent. Though it, it, it's uh, of some slides and, and audio of me talking. Right, oh, well, just uh, send an email, as Simon just uh, said. You might have to rewind to get that again. Um, but uh, thanks again, Simon. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, thanks, listeners. Please tune in next time.